what up what up what up this is hanging with herb and today i'm hanging with my boy roger aka mr scribble scratch yeah, yeah, yeah. he is an artist he's a rapper entrepreneur businessman i want to let him introduce himself to you all go ahead and introduce yourself to the people What's up, my people? Uh, it's your boy Scribble, man. They call me Scribble. Uh, those that know me from my childhood go by Roger, Roger Lee, if you're from the country. Um, Roger Lee from the country. <laughs> H-Tide, Texas. Straight up. Straight Come up. on now. Yeah, born and raised in Beaumont, man. We uh, moved out to, to the League City, Houston area back when I was six. So, wait. You born and raised in Beaumont, Texas. Big, Hey, big Money Texas, man. BMT. BMT, man. Big Money Texas. <laughs> you know, I I, I, was, I knew a, I know a couple of people from Beaumont. Yeah. And when I was locked up, yeah. I was locked up. Boy, them Beaumont people represent. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they threw it through, bro. They really threw yeah, it Yeah, man. They'll get out there, too. Yeah. We had this one dude we call Lil' Beaumont, man. He'd get out there and fight anybody, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. He was a little tough dude. You know what? It's, it's funny you say that, man. Like, I was raised on real tough true grit yeah um I, my family was raised and, and, and raised generation after generation on 100 acres out there and uh 100 acres so Lance this was family. your family's yeah. 100 acres yeah. yep. wow horse cattle chickens pigs you named it we got it we went frog hunting Wait, 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 wait. How do you go hunting for frogs? Because it ain't like you're going to use a pistol on the frog. Nah, you use your shotgun, though. You look at the gauge, yeah. Yeah, look gauge, right? I would think you would blow the whole body up. Nah, you got small gauges. Oh, you ain't got to knock the whole wall down. <laughs> <laughs> you go out there and just grab them, too. Okay. They bullfrogs. They not really going nowhere. You go down there and just grab them. So, you telling me, man, I couldn't even imagine you grabbing a frog with your hand. Man, I seen my grandpa do it all the time. Man. He just grabbing just the frog. Nighttime, get your little, get your little, uh, a little light. This man said... Nighttime. Nighttime. <laughs> Go get your little light, man. You walk in a little marshland, a little wetland where they normally gonna have a tech. Walk up on them. They big frogs, so they're not really agile. They can jump far, right? Right, right. But uh, you know, sneak up on them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just learned something about you that I yeah. did not know. Yeah, man. Had uh, a pet had a pet hog. Pet hog. <laughs> a pet hog. Big mean joker too, boy. What was his name? Uh, I forget. I forgot what her name is, man. This was back when I was five, like five, five, six years old, man. That's real country living real right country there. Living, when you yeah. you got a pet hog, yeah. you know. Straight up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. I want to know what high school did you go to first, because you know, in, in Texas, high schools are big. <laughs> so, so what high school did you All go right, to? I'm a, I'm a graduate of Clear Creek High School. I'm League City, Texas. Shout out. To my fellow cats, I was actually there yesterday. Um, um, this year marks my my dad's sixth um, passing anniversary, and in homage and salute to him, the impact that he's made on that local community for 30 years. Um, what my sister and I do is we donate scholarships on our foundation's behalf and award a worthy and thriving senior, you know, a little a little uh, a little financial 
support for their educational endeavors. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I was there yesterday. Yeah, I was there yesterday, and uh, we saluted. Um, we provided two scholarships to two deserving seniors, senior girls. Shout out to to the lady cats out there, man. These women out here really doing stuff. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a blessing to have a a scholarship program in honor of your dad's past. Yeah, you man. know, I lost my father last year so i i definitely know the pain of losing a father but to do something like that man i commend you and your sister i appreciate holding that. that up man that's that. that's a blessing that's a blessing well man i thank you for coming to hang out with me uh so you know first of all i need to get into your artistry because uh art is not just art and rapping and uh, it's it's a all of that together you know a lot of people don't know hip-hop was break dancing yeah. it was the art yeah. and it was the rap there was a multitude of expression yes yeah. it was a multitude of expressions so how did you get into art drawing how did you uh get into that in fact let me say this he designed the logo for <laughs> hanging with her already you Come see on. this is live art so if you want to get some more holler at my boy <laughs> art has always been a passion of mine man since my, my furthest memory, you know, uh, one thing I, I can distinctly recall is seeing my grandfather have a whole bunch of these little loose spirals. You know, he used to take little notes or what have you, and the little wood shaved pencils laying around. You know, back then in the 80s, we didn't have a lot of art materials, so we had to make do, man. I used to always try to go find the most beat up spiral that I knew he probably wouldn't go mess with, flip to the back, and I had two or three free pages. <laughs> And I just grabbed a little pencil and just start sketching stuff. Anything that I would see, you know, outside, cartoons, um, sport figurines, and things of that nature. And it, uh, it's, it stayed with me, man. Here I am, touching 41. And, um, I'm in it deeper than I was back then. So you telling me you just was able to start drawing when you picked yeah. it up. So yeah. in other words, that's a gift from God. It's a gift from God, man. And you know what? That, that gift also came with a, a supervisor in the form of my mom, right? Um, hence the name Scribble Scratch. My mom was big on penmanship. She always wanted to make sure anytime um, I took to write something, it was neat, it was concise, um, it, was, uh, it was straight, it was fluid, right? Um, she always wanted me to stay in the lines when I had to color something too. Wow. Right? So anytime that I exceeded that expectation, she's like, boy, that chicken scratch ain't gonna work. <laughs> Right? She's like, you can do all the scribbling you want, but that chicken scratch ain't going to go. So, you know, here it is in my later years trying to redefine myself as an artist. Wow. I, I, I declared my name to be Mr. Scribble Scratch, a double entendre um, that directly correlates to my foundation, you know, as, as a kid. Um, and then chicken scratch being something that people ain't too previewed to. Right? Wow. But at the same time, I can make it beautiful. My goodness, yeah. boy. Boy, that's heartfelt right there. Man, it is, man. My yeah, goodness. Absolutely. So you had an art show not too long ago, yeah. and it was tight. <laughs> uh, in fact, I bought some art there that I have a DJ screw piece that I feel like is one of a kind. And, man, uh, I'm looking forward to you having the next art show. He had live music, he had a DJ, yeah. all kind of art on the wall, places to take pictures. It was awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. And you had 
merchandise. Yeah. So listen, you are all around yeah. hustler. Yeah. You all are, you go get it and come back with it. That's that's why I think we connected because we we like the same. You yeah. go get it and come back with it. You're up early. You're taking care of business. I wanted you to say something to the people to motivate the people, but I also wanted you to tell us when is the next art show? Are you getting ready for the next art show? Or and give them something, some encouraging words, because you, uh, guy, you you post motivating stuff on a regular basis. Yeah. So I want you to have something for the people. I, uh, I'm a real genuine guy, man. So I, I'm always speaking from the heart, speaking from experience, or somebody that has experienced it. You know, it's easy for us to um, follow thy shepherd and our false principle, right? It's another thing to follow somebody that has purpose, that has um, exuded the things that uh, we're spilling open to the world and to these other ears. So my advice to anybody out there in this world is be true to yourself. Understand your passion. If you don't understand your passion, take time in yourself to find it. Because um, I guarantee you there's peace in your passion. And wherever there's peace, there's purpose. Amen. Amen. So art show. Art show. Um, I'm really see one thing I got to work on from from a, a personal standpoint is procrastination. Um, I want to do some mid summer, but I think I procrastinated a little too long to try to pull that off and not you know pull out the rest of the hair on my head. But um, <laughs> as we currently speak, um, I'm, I'm looking to do something in the fall. Um, I've solidified a date. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I want to say just the fall. Yeah, uh, November fifth. At, okay. Eighth uh, um, Wonder Distillery. Amen. Um, I'm gonna do a little something, man. I'm gonna invite everybody out. I'll post everything as we get a little closer on on social media, what have you. So if you're available that date around that time, please come out and check me out. Um, I'm a passionate, culture-driven artist um, that uh, has an innate interest and want to get my get my words and means of expression out there to the world. So let them see it, man. Man. I like the way you express art. It's different and it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. And you can see art and art is boring. It's, it, it's good, mm -hmm. but it can be boring. And I think what your, your art does is it's in touch with this culture that we have in Houston. Yeah. And that's, that's great for people to understand the Houston culture. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, uh, when I first saw the art, uh, I was like, man, that's that's live, because Pun was the first person to show me your art, and I was like, oh man, he's like, yeah, my brother-in-law, he he live at the art. I'm like, oh yeah, and then he showed me. I'm like, okay, 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 and then a few of the covers that you did for him was just off the chain. This last one, I think you you really <laughs> outdid yourself on appreciate the punt over, and that was <laughs> appreciate that. Man. I, I, hey, that piece. <laughs> was nice and live uh, so one of the other things is you are a barber as well yes sir yes, you sir. cold at you cold <laughs> on the head appreciate i done that. see you transform some boys yeah. so so how did you even get into that talk to the people about that man this is it take me back to beaumont man you know I, i'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a person with passion and purpose, person with purpose. Um, I grew up, you know, though I grew up in a rural area in Beaumont, um, I watched 
a hardworking man, a jack of all trades, a hardworking woman, jack of all trades. You really do a lot of stuff to provide means and to provide for her family. Uh, my grandmother and my grandfather owned a barbershop and beauty salon. Wow. Um, so, you know, they're in the same same location. She in the back doing women's hair. My grandfather in the front cutting all the neighborhood men and little boys' hair. Coincidentally, you know, moms had to work every now and then. Sometimes workplaces become your daycare. Yeah. Um, always raised to, to be a real disciplined kid. So as opposed to running in and out of the barbershop, I set my butt down and vert, visually watched my grandfather cut all these dudes' hair. Watched him build dynamics and rapport with men of all ages. From, you know, little kids to people, you know, 80 plus. You know, so seeing that entire dynamic on top of the artistry behind transforming somebody's appearance to something lackluster to upbeat and vibrant when they walk out is just something that I picked up visually. Um, growing up as a kid, when we moved out, out to, uh, to the League City area, I naturally had to go find a barber. Yeah. I didn't like sitting in a barbershop Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two and three hours waiting on your turn because back then they didn't make appointments. Nah, just, nah, you just showed first up. Come, <laughs> sir, yeah, first come, first serve. Yeah. If you knew you needed to be there at 7 o'clock and you got there at 7.30, you knew you had at least two, three hours on your hands to chill. That's a fact. Right? So fast forward, um, I was frustrated with that. You know, I was big into Saturday morning cartoons. If I had to miss Transformers, G.I. Joe, <laughs> Or, or, or Thundercats. Real I was tough. Mad. Yeah, I Real was really feeling. So I turned 11. I remember for my 11th birthday, I asked my mom to buy me my first pair of clippers. And, you know, first time really wasn't the best. But that second and third time was that was it because I knew that it had to be it, right? Yeah. I come from a barber family. We kept ourselves nice and trim. I couldn't right. be out in public with a chili bowl on the Listen. left. You know what I mean? But, uh, from that moment on, I started, you know, cutting my hair. And before I knew it, I was I felt comfortable enough to extend that service to my friends. Um, that slowly transitioning to their dads, their uncles. Before I knew it, man, from middle school to high school, I was that dude cutting hair in the area. Work, worked at the car wash, cut hair in the evening after school, after football practice. My mama used to come in there and kick people out the garage. She's like, look, I know y'all still need y'all haircut. Them clippers hot and his butt gonna be hot if he don't get that home right now. You feel me? Baba ain't no, no joke. Not at all. Man. But, you know, that was, that was my first real experience from an entrepreneur standpoint as well as a hustle standpoint. You know, I, I found myself in a position to where I was blessed with a new car, right, when I turned 16, but the condition was I was gonna pay that. I was gonna keep the the, the insurance up. Yeah. I was gonna put gas in it. Luckily, gas back then was only 99 cents a gallon, so I can drop 10 and be good for two weeks. But all the haircut money I was making in a garage paid for all of that. So you was making haircut money and car wash and money. And car wash money, bro. At, and at 15, first of 16, all, let's, let's go to this. You played football, football too. Football, basketball, track. I did it. You all. did football, basketball, and track. Oh, my daddy was my track and football coach. Wait, 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 wait. Your daddy was. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Your daddy was your football and track coach. Yes, sir. That's usually how it is. The football coach is the track coach. Yeah. You know, I played a little football when I was at North Shore High School, you yeah. know, and uh, doing my thing. I ran track, too. And that was a requirement back then. Yeah. If you, you if back then, yeah. if you played football, you had to I'm run make, track. I'm going to make you laugh. 
it was, I was going into my senior year, right? I already known that I was probably gonna go to school and play football. I had options to play football and basketball. I was in love with football more than I was at basketball at the time. So I'm going into my senior season and I'm working out hard all season. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm really gonna be that dude. So we was in a track meeting one day for the first for the first meeting of the season. My dad was like, you know, if anybody don't want to be out here, raise your hand and we'll get you out. Me being bold already having my vision declared on what I wanted to do next level. I was like, man, I'm gonna play football. I don't need, I don't need to do this track. Yeah. I raised my hand. He said, Roger Lee, put your dang hand down. You ain't got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a requirement, bro. Even if you wanted to get out. If, yeah. if the coach really cared about your future endeavors and your level of success on the next level, they forced you to do that. They did. Out of love. You know, and honestly, a lot of kids don't know them track scholarships come faster than the football scholarship you because your time is your time. You got time. And you got a smaller pool. And you got a smaller pool of people yeah. who want actually want to go on track scholarship. Yeah, um, I have to give it up for my track coach, Coach Guillory at North Shore. This is the kind of guy he would go into your apartments yeah. and come find you. Yeah. He come and find you and yeah. be like, hey, you need to get it together we need more coaches like that that really care about the students and you know what it's i i love to be able to hear you know stories similar to what i've experienced in the form of my dad you know i mentioned my dad being a coach and a teacher at my high school for 28 years yeah um stayed active in the community until his dying day at that school so wow. i got 30 32 years 30 years of a man like pouring into these kids so much so that we had 3,500 people at his memorial. Woo! This boy was they, almost like a, a they, Tupac they, they, they put, they put Legend! They got his name on the side of the uh, Spring Sports Building. Wow! You feel what I'm saying? So that's the type of impact, man. Legacy. That's the type of love that he poured over, not just into me, on my cousin, on my sister. To other people's kids, no matter the creed, no now, matter the race, no matter the background. I got a real solid question for you. Knowing that your dad pulling out to all these different kids, how did you feel as a kid? Speak for yourself. I would ask about your sisters, but did you feel that because your dad was reaching out to all these other kids too, did you feel like he did not have enough time for you? Or did you just see how, like, he doing all of this, my dad a good dude? How, how did that affect you as a kid? Um, you know, like, we human, right? So when, and especially at, at the teenage, you know, age demographic, between that 13 to 18, yeah. our hormones are hot, right? In our favor and not in our favor. So, you know, when, when things weren't on the up and up, and I see, I saw him pouring into other kids, I naturally wanted that. Right, right. Um, but at the same token, I saw the impact. Being raised on good moral and value, you know that you got to be able to be a solid teammate in order for us all to win. So those are times where I needed to allow those being influenced to be fully influenced and me not intervene to block any level of blessing that could be awarded, indirectly or directly. Um, but he did it so often and so much. Like... It was expected, you know what I mean? Amen, like, amen. It, 
people still talk about him to this day, man. You know, it's six years since Harvey, but at the same token, like his impact and ring is still vibrant, man. Amen. And uh, I've grown to do nothing but appreciate that and do what I can to mirror that in my own way. Yeah, so it, it was always cool, man, to, to be able to see my dad impact others. You know, um, I was always built on the mindset of being a team player. So if I knew somebody was in need or, or was deserving of, I was to play my role, play my position, be it a distant friend or um, somebody that didn't intervene with what was needed. I've never been one to kind of block somebody's blessing. So even though, you know, there's times that I would have wanted more love at some point in time as a kid, I was also grateful to know that I had a father that was willing to make sacrifices for the greater good of other people too. Um, I, I, I was raised and, and lived a, a good a good life as a kid. Um, I seen him openly um, extend an olive branch to those that were less fortunate. Yeah. Um, though that those that needed a little bit more support or even simply just needed a hug. I done seen him come out of his pocket plenty of times to chunk somebody some lunch money because they know they didn't have one. Walking up to him in the hallway, putting an arm around him. You know, people don't really take heed to the impact that a small gesture has, but giving yeah. somebody a hug that ain't been held, bro, that ain't been listened to, goes a long way. Um, and I live today with that same type of mindset. I strive to spill that same level of love um, and affection to anybody that I meet. You know, we met and we've been rocking tight since left and right. Man, you know, <laughs> I pray my son talk about me one day like that. Yeah, that's um, Because, you know, I can identify being a pastor and being a youth pastor. Um, for all of those years, I always had kids around me. Yeah. And I have my own kids as well. You know, that's one of the things I was telling um, somebody on this week. You got to... Learning balance is an ongoing lesson. Because if you have your kids when you were a pastor, plus you got the church, and every you got to spread love to everybody at the church... Then you got your wife. Do you? She want her time. Amen. And then it's always important to have your time with God. Amen. You know what I'm saying? God comes first. And then at the same time, you need time for yourself. Because a lot of people don't take time out for themselves. And they become burnt out because they always running for everybody else. Um, that's one of the things I'm learning now is, you know, when to shut down. Because it's times that, you know what, you just got to shut down and just do what you need to do and, for you. And it's okay to be selfish in those moments. You know, yeah. it, ta it takes a special person to do all of what you list. So I salute you for taking on the challenges and, and, and overcoming a lot of the obstacles that's brought you here today. Bro. Man, all um, thanks be to God. Yeah, amen. It takes a special person, man. It really do. And you have to be willing to be selfish at times yeah. and with the right intention you know what I mean yeah. um, you know you can't be your best self if you're not providing yourself the rest the fuel the mental space the disconnect needed you know what I'm saying how can you be Pastor her at Mount Vernon and, and, and convey the message and the energy that you want if you're not taking care of yourself yeah it's serious that is very true that is very true now uh, the next thing I want to hear is is this you are also a rapper. 
You got some hits out there. I ain't even tripping. (laughs) Right. Listen, you got some hits out there. Make your moves like that. Man. Uh, And this latest, uh, Stakes and Claims. That's my jam right there. That's my jam right there. Uh, And I also want to give you your props because you are the person uh, who has me on this hashtag show love get love came from my boy roger lee right here you (laughs) heard it i always make sure i give props where props is due because love has always been a big thing for me and i always tell people like most guys they in our time in the 90s i think a lot of guys gravitated to the streets not because they love the street life but they loved the love that the guys was giving yeah, them yeah. when they was living yeah. the street life. Yeah. I know that's what attracted me. Like, they was like, hey, they thought I was the best thing since sliced bread. I was a new youngster on the block. They was like, oh, yeah, he a little G, little yeah. G. Yeah, we're going we gonna to show you what it is. <laughs> they wanted to instill in me something that was not right. Yeah. However, what they had, they was willing to instill in me. That's why as a preacher now today, whatever I have as an artist right here today, whatever I have, I'm willing to give it to people because somebody gave it to me. Yeah, man. I'm glad you say that. I I live by the creed of, you know, I'm trying to give love, right? You have to be willing to initiate that in order for that transition to come back to you. Um, So the slogan is show love, get love. Like, that's me initiating it. Um, with the intention of knowing that if my intention is right, at some point in time, an equal or greater love is going to come back to me. That's correct. That's yeah. and in every place, every church I've been a part of has been a love church. At St. John's, they would always say, "I love you," and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, at uh, Covenant Glen, it was the place of love where uh, so goes the family, so goes the world. So when I got here, and I'm a pastor now. It had to have something to do with love. And it just so happened before I became a pastor, God allowed me to meet you. And the greatest story is ever is that you joined this church. Yeah, amen to that, man. Man, and that's (laughs) something that is, to me, you really never know who paying you attention and what you're doing and, and how people look. I just go about my day. And try to be the best I can be every day The Bible says new mercies and new graces I tell people I die daily And I also tell people Me being a pastor don't look at me Look at God Because my job is to point you to him My my job is to point you to Jesus And when when you put them pastors Up on a pedestal That's your first mistake right Right, there Because they are human like you And they are not meant to be praised I didn't say not respected. Yeah. I said pastors are not meant to be praised. The only praise goes to God. Yeah. And when we when we um, make the pastor bigger than God, that's when the problem comes in church. Yeah. You know, and that's where a lot of church hurt happens. Yeah. Um, so, you being a rapper now, you being a rapper, your latest album is The Adventures. Of Mr. Scribble Scratch. How did you come up with that? And the artwork is live, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Again, your, nobody beats your artwork. I'm here to say it. I said it on this podcast. <laughs> I don't care what kind of graphic designer you are. I'm telling you, nobody is beating 
uh, my boy Mr. Scribble Scratch artwork. So tell me the thought process behind this. Um, thought process was, you know, just my sophomore album. You know, the first one was called Birthday, you know, just to kick it off or what have you. And then this sophomore project was to give a little bit more insight of what Mr. C- Mr. Scribble Scratch is, who he is as an individual, um, and the artistry. You know, my lyrics, my my motivation, my intention behind my music is to provide motivation. Um, and provide a real raw, real sound. Um, I stray away from using, you know, vulgar language or what have you. Um, sometimes the music calls me to do that, but I'm conscious of that, and I'm, I'm conscious of the means and the context in which I use it. Um, but I wanted to give people real understanding of who I am as a as a rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I picked up this rap thing two years ago, putting was like, hey, I gave him not gave him the idea for the riding and sipping song. He's like, man, you can't give me that and not get on the song. So yeah, he yeah. just threw me to the woods, man. Yeah. And here I am, you know, two days later, really finding my space in it. You know, right. I, I love the expression of art. I've always been poetic. I used to write poetry all the time in these little spirals that I had. Um, and always with freestyle in the shower. It didn't sound like much, but I did it. I had a passion for it. And uh, when putting threw me in there, man, I found a new love. You know, it allowed me to express myself outside of just picking up a pencil or some paintbrushes. All right, well, we got this little beat in the background. <laughs> you know, it's a groove. Uh, I, I, I want to ask you if you don't mind spitting a little something real quick. On, you know, man. if you got a little freestyle, you know, we H-Town. You know, if I need to cut it up a little bit, I can go <laughs> cut it up for you. Uh, you you need to, you need to, you need to, you need some volume yeah, on that turn, beat. Turn All right, let me turn you up. Turn me up a little bit. Let me see what you got, bro. Turned up, you got the vibes. You riding in your car, windless down, summertime. Back in '92. Yeah. '92. The school was just hey, getting I, started. I was just getting on too. What? I was going over, sneaking over to my cousin's house from Sunnyside, from Sunnyside to League City. Get screw tape. Get screw tape. They don't know that feeling because I had to come from the north to get to the south to my cousin. The first screw tape I had had the brat functified on. Oh, yeah, screw tape that one up. He tore it up. He tore that one up. Let me see what I got. What you got? Back in 92, I already knew. Screw the trash coming to the steam, stick it like some glue. Win or lose, you choose. Boys better wake up in the morning, don't snooze. Lace up your shoes, get on your bike and cruise. I'm coming down and got the point to prove. SKR rock song. <laughs> Never morning. Waking up, praising God every morning. <laughs> huh. Boy, scribble scratch on the microphone, man. Come on, man. I appreciate you sharing that with us now. I do this thing called Pick Your Flavor, man. This is where I ask you either or. I'm going to ask you a question. Either or. You pick one or the other. You can't pick both. You got to pick one or the other. I got you. Uh, First thing, because you said you used to wake up and watch 
cartoons, Thundercats or G.I. Joe? Thundercats all day. Thunder, oh. Thundercats. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, come on. Thundercats. Come on, and man. I wasn't lying though either. I was Panthro. Okay, yeah, Panthro. I, I was the man that band behind the plane. Boy, I was Panthro. Come on, man. Come on, come on, boy, Panthro. All right. All right. Well, I got this this next one for you. Let's see how this X Men or Wolverine or Incredible Hulk. Wolverine all day. Wolverine. Yeah, I'm going Wolverine all day. Because he was a no nonsense type of guy. Yeah, Wolverine yeah, played no games. Yeah, once you struck that nerve, it's a wrap. It's play. over. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's, it's over. No it's over. Type of guy. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Since you from Beaumont, city or country? Country. You you go with the country as, all day. As, as, I, as I've grown older, bro, like, having, having seen both worlds, man, um, 49, I would love to be able to find me a good plot of land, five acres or something. Man, we all nice the same fit, thing. Put me a nice fence around there, maybe have me a horse, and just be able to enjoy my land, bro, in peace and quiet, and be still be able to reach the city if I need to. Man, I'm on the same it's thing. Right I'm going to get that one day. I'm going to get that. that. I am now. going to get that country. Might mess around be neighbors, though. You know what I'm we saying? We find 10 acres to split in the Man, damn, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Sounds good to me. All right, now. Jodeci or H-Town? Woo! <laughs> I'm going to go with Jodeci. And the reason why I'm going to go with Jodeci is just that catalog a little longer. Man, listen. I, I have to go with Jodeci. I love H-Town. Yeah. I think they live. But Jodeci, man. There's yeah. something about that KC. JoJo. Man. man, come ooh, on. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. They play hit him with the ooh, yeah. Ain't nobody doing that. Still to this day. Still to this I day. I feel like. I'm going to bring it back, bro. And I'm going to ask this next one because I feel like these are no-brainers. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Definitely. Yeah. Because there's always, it's a legend behind a voice. Tupac's voice can never be duplicated in the emotion that he had in the voice. And that's the same thing with Casey. He got the, the emotion yeah. and that voice that passion, just can't be passion. Yeah. It can't be duplicated. Yeah. Can't be duplicated. Now, here's the next one. Jordan or LeBron? LeBron, all day. Wait, man. On, hold man. on, man. You're going you gonna to take LeBron? Yeah, Tell day. me why you're taking LeBron. Okay, so you gotta let's clarify the context in which you're answering that question. Are we talking about image or are we talking about success as a basketball player? I'll, I'm just talking about legend-wise. LeBron. LeBron. LeBron shoes ain't what Jordan shoes that's is. That's okay. But LeBron been in the league since 18 and been the best for the past you know, 17. You know, you know, uh, you got a point there, but Jordan just bought that. He bought something different. Yeah. You know, I, listen, don't get me too. wrong. I like LeBron. I think LeBron, if we talk about overall character, you know, just all around, he might got Jordan beat out, you know. Uh, but I think showmanship, you know what I mean? Like, the next one can be Dion or Bo Jackson Ooh, because they, like they play the same thing. And that's why it's a torn thing because Bo, great character. Yeah. Bo, you know what I'm saying, did both things too. Uh, but not as flashy yeah, as Dion. Did it in his own way. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dion though, prime time, yeah. still going. Yeah. Like 
it, every time you see Dio, he just that guy. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Prime. He prime. That's kind of how Jordan is. Jordan, listen, Jordan went and grabbed who was that but Mary J. Jordan's still doing crazy things. You know what I'm saying? Now LeBron ain't doing none of that. Right, right, That's right. why LeBron get more props. You know what I mean? I think especially in from the ladies today because he with the same wife. You know what I'm saying? From from high school, he taking care of his kids. He is what a black man need to be. You know, and that, that, that's that's a real good image, right? That image, uh, for the most part, has been untainted. Yeah. And, you know, present day with the, all the adversities and racial tensions that we have existing in this world today, we need to see more images like that. Yeah. So yeah. that we know that, hey, this is achievable. It ain't going to be easy. But, but we know that it's a possibility, right? We can represent ourselves, our people, our culture in a different manner outside of what, you know, everyday society portrays. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let me give you a few more and we're going to wrap it up. Kevin Hart or Mike Epps? Kevin Hart. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. Because you didn't pick out of Dion and Bo Jackson. You got to pick one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back and say Bo Jackson for the simple fact that at the time, I think my character more aligned with, with Bo Jackson. You know, being a, a, a somewhat of a rural guy, um, soft-spoken, quiet, reserved to a degree, but when you got him on that field, or, or the baseball diamond, bro, he just unleashed it. Yeah. And you would never expect that level of energy coming out of somebody. Prime, you seen it before he even touched the field. Yeah, you seen before it. He, he was going in. Yeah, Bo, Bo, you got Bo out there, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, man. Oh, I yeah, this that. Well, I'm a Raiders fan today because of Bo Jackson yeah. and because we don't have the Houston Oilers. I'm a hometown boy. I go for all the hometown teams. The, uh, uh, the Rockets original team, the Astros original team, but the Texans are not <laughs> an original team. Not at all. The Oilers was our original team, and since we don't got that team, I rock with the Raiders because of Bo Jackson. <laughs>